0: Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm happy to announce the collaboration between Colorado Cannabis Coalition and Reefer the Reefer and Little Farmer in sponsoring the 2023 Colorado Connoisseurs Cup. This episode, we discuss the ins and outs of the cup, how the test functions, how people can get involved into the testing and be a judge themselves. We talk about Dave's house, the concept of Dave's house, upcoming events coming up for the 2023 season. And this year, we are having a butt tenders ball that is going to be held in Denver with a lot of guest invites. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be this year, New Year's Eve. If anybody wants to attend or wants to get involved, make sure you go to the website the connoisseur cup and check out the information sign up and you can uh get involved sponsor advertise or just attend also if you wanted to get involved into the 2023 colorado connoisseurs cannabis cup also go to the website check it out uh tune into this episode listen to the whole thing you'll get more information and we hope to see your entries and welcome back to the show everyone i am here with a special guest i am at dave's house we're coming live from dave's house here in denver colorado i'm here with dave and can you introduce yourself dave and tell everybody what is the concept behind dave's house
1: well thank you dave yeah absolutely so yeah the concept with Dave's house is a uh, def- when you are here you are Dave I'm Dave they're Dave and this is Dave's house so you get to enjoy it and take care of it just like it would be your house. Um, really sets up a nice uh, environment for people to be able to enjoy and do all the judging and the events that doesn't feel like it's you know owned or you know like can't enjoy yourselves, Yeah. Like, like like you'd like to. And a good buddy of mine, uh, Sean McDonald actually came up with this uh, way back in the day before, you know, it was even legal and we were doing, you know, just our regular, you know, cannabis events and, uh, doing our first extract game, big at big parties up in Aspen during X games. And, uh, we, uh, Instead of saying the location that we were at, we came up with just, you know, calling it, you know, Dave's house, like an old Cheech and Chong movie, you know, Hey man, I got the stuff. Dave's not here, man. And, uh, it just really stuck and really works well to do uh private consumption events. Yes. Yeah, so, um,
0: it started in 2000, you said, how long does it go back? You guys, uh, call yourself the cannabis connoisseur coalition, correct? Is that yeah. how it started also?
1: Yeah, definitely. We um started back in the day where we had a, a bunch of growers that were uh we had a really, you know, a, a really nice market for kind, you know, very high quality cannabis and uh started noticing when the first, you know, sales started, uh, somebody sold them, you know, for 3000 instead of the 35, then they went to 29 and 28 and instead of doing this race to the bottom kind of like we're seeing here in the industry nowadays, We called everybody up and we got everybody together and we met and uh, uh, discussed and said, hey, let's keep this, you know, stuck right at, you know, 35 and the top will be 45 and we'll just keep our price, you know, right there. And absolutely everybody paid it and enjoyed it. And then instead of uh, being everybody's competition, we met and we knew what everybody was growing. So when we were out of ours, you know, other people would have, you know, grape ape and sour diesel that people go check out. And so we actually made, you know, more money off of helping our friends than uh, competing with them and hurting them. So that, you know, bonded of together a pretty cool coalition, a group of growers and got together with the soil mycologists and doctors and lawyers and, you know, really heady, you know, uh connoisseurs that just uh that's that was our passion and uh it was a lot stronger than you know a corporate or a company it was you know we had a bond that was built off integrity that uh and loyalty yeah that
0: that's where it all started i believe and a little bit of compassion but yeah you um started a cup with the coalition and the cup started in what year was it
1: Yeah, so 2015, 2016 was our our very first year.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think about when I came out here, and I think it was around that time. Was that right after legalization?
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, High High Times did uh, their their Cannabis Cup in 2015, and due to some things, they weren't really invited back. And uh, we weren't planning on doing our cup until uh, actually in January when we heard that they weren't going to be... Uh, in Denver for 420. And so we moved everything up. We rented out the city hall with the tractable roof and got Afro Man and Little Flip and Jack and The whole nine brought dab buses around for the first time and uh, we un- un- unleashed the Connoisseur Cup on Colorado.
0: Yeah, I lived in the mountains, so I didn't get a chance to come down, but I did hear about that. And then I was going to come back right before COVID hit. I was going to come uh, down man. and it was supposed to be the the... The biggest one yet, and everything got canceled.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were we were really on a hot streak, getting ready to uh, actually franchise out to uh, a couple other different states, and we're actually talking to a couple other countries as well. And uh, everything was going really, really well as that hit. We did well adapting, and you know, kept everything running. But COVID was a, was a little bit of a damper. It's good to be back.
0: So you did go virtual for a little bit, but now you're back in person. And can you explain? to the people what the connoisseur cup is that's something you do yearly on a monthly basis you have entries and how did it start and what separates it from other connoisseur cups yeah other cup
1: yeah definitely well i mean it started off probably like the first high time magazines i remember picking up when i was younger and uh looking in there and seeing some of the amsterdam high time cups and i just remember that was just such a fantasy I you know I've thought you know my that would be the ultimate in life if I could get down there to Amsterdam and actually be able to judge all of the finest you know cannabis in the world and so that was a big you know a uh, big uh, dream of mine fantasy and uh, you know getting a little older and then seeing you know how the cups are actually you know kind of evolved to and how they were really working and you know, being a little bit heartbroken on, you know, that wasn't, you know, really the case on how it was really working still. So we got together with a lot of the people that were involved in a lot of those big named, you know, cups and, uh, did the judging, the competing and, you know, facilitated a lot of them and, we really asked them what their best things were and what their problems were and what the structure was, and uh, we really hit the hit the board and tried to figure out what our you know the best possible you know solution was to come up with our cup, and it really was to not follow any of them. You know, uh, the amount of time that it takes to go through and to do it properly and everything else, it just it wasn't adding up to be able to do just one big event and all the you know entertainment and everything and drop that into one thing. So we uh, decided to spread. It it out over a seven-month period of time doing it completely blind uh, judging and you know doing you know month by month and having every entry be judged the exact same way by our official judges and then inviting in the community judges to help out along the way and uh, doing it for you know the last eight years it's been really remarkable to see you know the numbers you know whether it's, you know, some of our official judges or some of the judges we bring in from these, you know, other, you know, judging agencies, or it's just the, uh, connoisseur judges that, you know, come in from the community, you know, the numbers might be a little bit, high, you know, higher from the, you know, community judges than some of the snob connoisseur judges, but to scale, it's, you know, true and true. And, uh, the ones that we do crown connoisseur cup champion, we definitely know that they deserve it because, you know, across the board, you know, hundreds of entries that are, you know, 20s across the board, you know, in the, into that range. There's just no no questioning it by the time it's done. And we feel, you know, we give it a fair shot to every single person that enters and every entry gets the exact same treatment.
0: Yeah, so I like the fact that you're open to medical operations, recreational operations that are on the legal market, also uh, caregivers that are under the caregiver system. Uh, all of them have an equal chance – They enter their products. They don't tell you the strain name. Uh, You can enter edibles. You can enter flour. You can enter concentrates. You don't have a name. You don't have any numbers. They don't know who it's from. So it's completely unbiased. And uh, you um, also said it's anonymous. How do the people put in their... their, their ratings has to the work. Their ratings. Yeah. How did they come? How did they actually get online yeah. and, and put in their ratings?
1: Yeah. So we, we give everybody a physical scorecard that they get to go through and they can keep notes on and they can put the scores, the 20 per, points per category, up to 20 points per category. But then they just go online to uh, theconnoisseurcup.com. And if you just scroll down, it's one of the first ones at the top of the page. And it'll just say, you know, enter, enter. Uh, Enter, enter your scores and you just will translate, you know, what was it you put on your, you know, physical scorecard and you'll write the whole definition and description of your experience. And I think getting that, you know, that real description of everybody's experience is what's really, you know, going to set it apart from, you know, anything else that we've done is being able to compile all that data, you know, through all these years and be able to really tell which, you know, what experiences and per which strains and per which growers and uh really you know just making this plant a whole a whole lot better
0: yeah i like the fact that they don't know any thc content they don't know any of the terpene profiles they have to look at it see it smell it
1: and get yeah get the whole effect it teaches and- you to enjoy smoking differently as well too which is a a lot of our stuff is done from our eyes and our brain and it doesn't really allow our other senses to kick in that, you know, should be stronger. So taking those things away, the fancy packaging and the, you know, the, you know, trendy, you know, names and the numbers and percentages, you're left with just your nose, you know, and then when you really smell differently than just smelling it, you know, smelling it on each different nostril because it crosses hemispheres to different hemispheres of your brain that, you you know, you smell it a little bit different and what does it remind you of and what does it, you know, what what is it really smelling like and uh, taking that time to just inhale it into yourself. And is, is this right for you? And before you even get to the next one of taste, you know, it should be registering to all those sensors and those, you know, terpenes should, you know, have those feelings like an aromatherapy, you know, to where, you know, which ones are really register and work for you and then take it to the next level and then really taste it you know
0: and so at the end of the cup they actually do get the name of the mm-hmm. product the name of the the uh producer and the information so they can research that. if that's something is that's medically beneficial to them they can actually like absolutely research and search that out for their purposes
1: yeah and that's one of the best things with a lot of these me- medical patients that have a hard time finding the right meds for them So, uh, you know, they get very frustrated going out and either the meds change or that wasn't really quite what it said. If it was, you know, a strain that worked for him before, maybe it doesn't work for him again. So... For them to find somebody that consistently you know, produces, you know, medicine that really works for them is just st- such a stress relief. You know, not having to worry about, you know, missing out on the the money or the medicine and not having the stress of it, I think alone just helps the healing process that much more. So yeah, we definitely like being able to provide that opportunity for in connoisseurs, you know. There's nothing worse than thinking that you're getting, you know, something that you want that's on the level that you're looking for and it's a pretendica that Look good and smell good and just wasn't that good. Yep. So like, we like to do a little bit of that hard work for them at first. And uh, and we're not, you know, don't want to talk shit to anybody that, you know, didn't have that other stuff. But, like, we want to help them, you know. If uh, it looked good and smelled good and it didn't have that flavor, like, let's help them get that flavor. You know, we're not here to knock anybody down. We're here to make everybody make this a whole lot better. We got to see, you know, the Colorado industry drop over 60% this year um and you know everybody's really racing to the bottom and the business models really don't work you don't produce more of less quality and you know keep doing it like eventually the the gig's up and people just you know know what's inside the bags so it's really is getting more into those craft you know legacy cannabis grows and uh you know we want to teach everyone you know that doesn't you know that one person's right everybody uh it fits in this puzzle somewhere and we just want to you know make it a little better and a little You know, smoother for everybody. Friendlier.
0: Friendlier. Friendlier. That's where it all started. This plant loves that. (laughs) It's a compassionate plant, for real. And that's where it all started. And it makes people feel more compassionate, I believe, too.
1: Absolutely. I always tell people, you don't grow this plant nearly as much as it grows you and you know it's got billions of years of you know plant knowledge and you know medicine knowledge and inside it so to think that we're on top of things is just you know pretty um, ego-driven foolishness nobody but knows
0: everything about it There's so
1: no you just keep connecting with it daily it'll keep teaching you stuff and you'll notice when you're off track it won't let things go real well and when you start doing the right things it it definitely does and it's you know not really that plant really doesn't love you know money and greed a whole lot so you know that that one factor ingredient that you might not be realizing that that's the ingredient that's making your stuff mids
0: (laughs) no doubt so uh this cup or and the testing is not just two connoisseurs here in denver it is open to people from out of state if they're visiting denver and they want to test some of the best cannabis in the state they can come to dave's house and test it out correct
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: So uh, I've always getting asked, what's the best dispensary out there? There's a lot of good dispensaries. You can find some good weed. But it's quicker to come here, come in, try, what did you say, two, two different products a day. And there's a day pass for $24, I believe. But uh, how would they go about that? They have to come to your website.
1: Yeah, so I mean, either go to our website at uh, www.theconnoisseurcup.com dot dot com or uh, jump on onto our Instagram at at dot uh, uh, official and uh, send us a DM and uh, we will schedule a private judging session for you.
0: Yeah, so I met some new people last night. They wanted to come in, and could you kind of run through what the process is? After he made an appointment, he comes in, he's hanging out. What was it like a two hour? session maybe or something yeah
1: like that. so so we have some different ones we got like the 24 hour dollar drop in one and that would be you know like a like a nice hour session where they would call up we would schedule a time when uh when a good time when we have some other people doing judging sessions as well uh come in for a good hour you get to go through all the different you know entries and pick you know two of the strains that really you know register well to you and uh, taste and rate you know yeah uh, each of them, and our, or or one, um, just depending um, on how hard the first one hits you. I guess everybody wants to do the whole thirty-one flavors or more, or whatever we have. But you know, each entry is pretty powerful. So getting through, you know, some of these dabs and flower entries, and it's better to be able to tell the effect, anyways, to yeah. not do you know too many of them.
0: Yeah, it's like going to a wine tasting, and after about four hours of tasting wine, you're rating the last one. There's
1: just no way. I guess the swash and the spit out must be like the Clinton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, they'll come in, they get to smell the weed, uh, taste the weed. How would they consume it? uh, If I want to try this flower that I like the smell of, um, do I get to consume it in a joint, bowl, blunt, uh, or um, what's the preferred method?
1: Yeah, so we recommend everybody you know uh, judges the weed in the normal way that the, that they're used used to smoking. So you know, there's definitely joint smokers where you know I think that's the best way that they taste it. And some people you know taste it best you know out of their bong or their pipe. So normally what we do if you know if we do have you know a couple different joint smokers you know around the table, um, it's kind of like a '70s show table. With, you know, six or eight people just sitting there with a the camera going <laughs> from person to per- from person to person. But usually, you know, the joint people will roll a nice joint of the entry, you know, say it was entry number 29 or whatever number it was. They'd pass that around. Everybody else would be looking, you know, at the jar in the mason bright jar with the magnifying glass and LED. And, um, you know, they could definitely pack their own, you know, little bong hit or pipe hit as well as smoking the joint. So I think you should smoke it in, you know, a couple different forms, but people probably taste it best in the one they're used to.
0: Yeah, so... I smoke out of blunt. it's not preferred to smoke blunt here. It's just a, it's a good thing not to have tobacco, but a hemp blunt or hemp wrap is okay, correct?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if somebody is, you know, if that's the way that they've really smoked too, you know, like we, you know, and you would be becoming one of our more official judges. So if that really is the way you're tasting it better when we do give you a gram to go smoke, like, you know, I mean,
0: yeah, but you're, I, you're a big boy. <laughs> I know, it's a... Per, it's a
1: Just at Dave's house, we don't do any tobacco in Dave's house. Yeah, that's the thing. It's
0: tobacco. It's just uh, respect for the people that are around you. Some people might be sensitive to it. Some people don't like it. Uh, So I like it, but I'll step outside into a place where there's nobody around it.
1: Well, and there's the different place. rules at different Dave's houses, too, and that's, you know, kind of the thing is, this is one of the Dave's house headquarters where we're doing the judging that is, you know, nice, but it is a smaller, you know, judging area, but we also have, you know, the Dave's houses, it's an uh, entire, you know, pool house hookah lounges and Dave's house mansions and Dave's house, you know, Larger sanctuary areas, areas and diff- just different things in different, you know, spots. The blunt so, smokers can yeah. con- congregate anyway, in a corner can, and the, the, the and we, joint smokers, the moon could be a Dave's house, you know, which is the great thing, you know. And uh, we like we like opening up to uh, here coming up in our franchising. is going to be really cool um, as it does franchise across the nation where people are going to be able to pick up their, you know, entries from these dispensaries and host their own Dave's house parties. So we'll have our official ones, but, you know, anyone can also host one of their own Dave's house parties, go pick up the entries from the dispensary and uh, have their own judging party as well. So
0: they, when they come in and they consume the product, they will have a questionnaire or a form to fill out. Mm-hmm. They have a number that's provided with the product, so that's all they, they know. It's 121. Um, yep. And then they have five categories of 20 points each, right? And that equals 100. Correct. Um, smoothness, look, taste. Uh, what are the categories again?
1: So first of all, you start off with the smell, and then it would go into the look and then the taste, and then the uh, feel, effect, slash smoothness.
0: Smoothness. And then yeah. um, I, we went through this a little bit ago. I, I am not the biggest dab connoisseur mm-hmm. because I think I was introduced to it incorrectly with really hot bangers, throwing something on there. It was shatter or some, one of the first concentrates that was developed and it's evolved through the days, through the years. It's nothing like it was. I was super impressed when we uh when I came in the first time and I did my testing. you ran me through a nice little cold start dab I'm not the biggest dab connoisseur. I was introduced to it incorrectly, I believe with really hot banger, throwing some shatter on there, and it really wasn't the best quality and it made me sweat I didn't feel good and it since happened to a lot of people. but when you introduced it to me uh you were all about the terpene the flavor and the technology in the device we were using, could you run the listeners through how you would introduce them to a nice concentrate if they came in to test it
1: yeah d- definitely, I think uh being able to get that smell of Especially, you know, a lot of these different, you know, the five-star, six-star type rosins and, you know, different things you really want to smell that full Terp, you know, profile on there. So what I like to do, you know, to start off with is uh, we, you know, keep everything in one of our Terp coolers, one of our great sponsors, but uh, pull it out of the Terp cooler and, you know, give it, you know, 10, 15 minutes just to kind of come to, you know, room room temperature. And then I like to you know, get one of our uh, uh, banger supply terp slurper uh, bangers. Um, and as soon as it comes to room temperature, you put just a, a nice-sized dab right in the middle of the terp slurper. So not on the outside dish, but right on the middle of it. And then I like to pass around and just really kind of like a wine glass, you know, kind of for your nose more so. It allows you to really smell it out of each nostril and get just a, you know, a really clear terpene profile of that, of that rosin. So, um, I pass it around and, you know, let everybody get a good smell with their left and their right nostril. And then I give it just about three seconds of heat and that three seconds of heat probably brings it to, you know, I'd say probably about 150, 160 degrees, but it's like the first, you know, uh, first terpenes, you know, start to really open up and express themselves. So when they open it up, it kind of opens up like a library, like that whole terpene profile. So you'll smell things inside of that dab that, you know, levels that you didn't really smell before and, you know, good or bad. Sometimes there's, you know, some smells inside that weren't as good and you find stuff that, you know, didn't agree with you, you know, after you opened it up. But I like to, you know, hit it with that three seconds, let everybody get a good smell. They're left in the right nostril. Hit it for another, you know, two and a half seconds or so, just to where it breaks up and the legs start to run where you just see those tricone heads separate and it probably brings it around to more like a 180 or so. But through that, you know, you really get that full expression of that full terpene um, profile and, you know, everything that you're going to want, you're going to get in that smell. Um, the only downside is, is we he did probably burn off those first you know 160 to 180 90 you know degree terpenes but right after that you know I put my marble on top top of the terp slurper give it about 10 seconds of heat is probably about all you're gonna need to get in that good cold temp range of you know 440 450 and um, take that dab and uh, you'll taste and you'll smell most of the profile then you'll taste that whole other end but what I recommend doing is you know really cleaning out your banger heating it back up to about 440 450 and then taking it directly that way as well just because you already kind of burnt up come of your, some of your first uh you know terps on there yeah they're very
0: volatile and at, uh, like 180 mm-hmm. degrees most of them are starting to burn off pretty high 200 i think yeah. there a lot of them are yeah. gone you are down to thc and cbd and yeah. whatever cannabinoids they're in there
1: afterward you really know that dab though it's like man i know that dab frontward and backwards so we're still good here. I don't know what that
0: was, but, uh, that was one of the best introductions I've had to, to concentrating or she's all up in his DM. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So, uh, it was much better than consuming really hot dabs. It's, I don't recommend that coffee. not good. I didn't cough. You could actually taste the smoothness. It was flavorful. And, uh, I'm actually going to start dabbing a little bit more because of that. I just
1: got to get the right technology, well, the right, the right one, setup. One thing we'll have to get you set up with is that it's just the temperature is such a big deal. So, um, having one of our uh, thermometers, you know, really helps. Or uh, there's other products, you know, like the Dab Right and such. But we, I like to go with the thermometer because I use a lot of uh, of the insert dabs, like the Adab Ruby and Sapphire inserts, where the Dab Right. A turbometer, you know, a terp reader, we'll only get the uh, the bottom of the ear banger, but you know, taking that turbometer stick, you can actually get it the exact temperature of that insert. So just you know, get yourself the you know something that you can really get that temperature in the right place and keep those dabs you know between you know at least four fifty to five fifty, so um- or lower
0: one of the things that people have asked me about too as a butt tender i got it all the time highest thc i want the product with the highest thc Uh, i want the most bang for my buck and i would always recommend that's probably not the best one just going to make you feel the best how many times have you heard that or since you don't see the numbers do you see a correlation in high TAT with winners or do you see lower TAT content? Is there a medium or does it all just depend on the product or the, the producer of the product?
1: Well, it really does. It really does range, you know, on a general, uh, the numbers really don't matter to most connoisseurs and, um, really, the you know the numbers kind of throw most people off as they're going through stuff. But we have definitely noticed uh, we had one of our, uh, a Kimmy Jones entered by In The Flow that did win, and just so happened their numbers were, I think they were almost around 35% or something Ridic- ridiculous. Was it a rosin or was it a no, it, or No, it was, was just it a flower. A flower. Mm-hmm. Kim, Kimmy Jones flower from in, uh, in The Flow. But on the most part, um, the the numbers really don't seem to correlate. Uh, People, they're really looking for that, you know, the right terpene, the right profile and how it hits them. And sometimes, you know, something that, you know, hits somebody, hits somebody else differently, just kind of like Ritalin, if somebody needs Ritalin, it's going to hit them differently than if they don't kind of. So everybody does have a different diet and a different you know, different needs when it comes to that. Definitely a different palette when it comes to the cannabis and mm. what hits people
0: the best. So one of the other things that was great about it is um, the people don't know if it's rosin or if it's BHO or if it's a uh, CRC. And have you, what have you noticed with the changes throughout the years with the products that are on there? And uh, does it really... For the real connoisseurs and, and picky people, or are there <clears throat> the name Rosin? Does that make a difference or, or do they shy away from certain products?
1: Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, we've seen everything, you know, from it starting from, you know, the shatters to go into, you know, a lot of those fresh, fresh frozens and then, you know, going into the diamonds and then it being all about the clarity and the color of that. So then that brought in the CRC that was really big for a while and then tell the next year that it was really not big and everybody, you know, really ran away from the CRC really looking just for the raws and then, um... This will be one of the first years that we actually do have the solventless uh, separated from the... the solvent entries just because the last year was one of the first years that we really seen every single one of our end, you know, judges that came through here was, you know, hunting out, you know, anything that was CRC, like a vampire and hunting for, you know, everything, you know, rosin as well. So, you know, just to make it, you know, a little bit, you know, simpler this year, we are going to separate those two spots, you know, and keep the solventless, you know, separate. But on the most part is, you know, some people, you know, they, they, couldn't really tell and we've had companies that, you know, that people, you know, might, you know, talk shit about, about, you know, some of the CRC or whatever. And I think they do completely different techniques, but in the blind judging over that time, like, you know, they've, they've beat out some really quality other companies as well. Yeah. A lot of times it's just a product you start
0: with. If you're starting with a good product, mm-hmm. you have a good end product most of the time, but if you don't have a good beginning product, it's hard to make a, a start product
1: out of that yeah absolutely and if you do you have a good product you probably don't have to use any messed up chemicals to make it okay in the end yeah actually there might
0: be some people out there that have some type of issue with some of the chemicals used in solvent extracted and so it is kind of cool to keep them apart just in case you never, you never know. It's, well,
1: it's where it's where it's where it's gone. You know, it definitely it was part of the competition having them all together, um, and judged it this in the in the same entries all together. But it definitely has made more sense, you know, this year to you know separate at least the solvent and solventless.
0: Well, I've seen a large increase of people pressing and doing the rosin in the last two years, and it's been been huge. A lot of people, mm-hmm. that's all they want, and uh, it is the connoisseurs are going for it. and I think that like you said earlier uh people will maybe buy something for a little bit but you can't fool them for too long they're going to end up going for what the best stuff is absolutely and one of the conundrums the contradiction is rosin is hard to extract the yields aren't that big so the prices are a little more elevated and people it's it's a it's a different out there with the concentrates mm-hmm. too since the law changed and now people can't buy as much so there's a whole different
1: scene with concentrates now well and you want them to you know they all slap different you know and that's where you got those five star and six star rosins that taste and smell delicious and smack you like a mack truck you know (laughs) like you know there's some rosins that you know taste great and smell great and you could smoke them all day long you know too which i enjoy as well but you know have that in a four star kind of category type stuff but that's the kind of the cool thing is um, it continues to grow. And like I tell people all the time, you don't grow this plant nearly as much as it grows you. And it's been around for, you know, billions of years and has billions of years of plant knowledge to share with us. So the more we can just really tune into it and keep, you know, hopefully listening to it and uh, taking it to the next I level. I believe it
0: does get people more in tune with nature and with earth itself and fills them a little more compassion. So, Definitely. Uh, um we're going to jump into the new venues you have. You, said, you mentioned a new venue with larger space and you, some of the um, events coming up. You have a Bud Tender's Ball coming up for New Year's.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're really looking forward to uh this year's uh Bud Tender's Ball on New Year's Eve at our new 9,000 square foot private consumption venue here in Denver off of uh, South Monaco Parkway and um really looking forward to uh sharing this with the entire community and having enough room to uh, really, you know, do some of these events that we can feature you know everyone
0: and when people do enter
1: into the competition
0: that gives them a space at this venue correct so they can stand out that to what you were mentioning earlier they yeah. can talk directly to some of the testers and just spit their game and let people know what where they're from and what they're doing
1: right yeah, absolutely. It's our one, you know, main event, you know, through the month and uh, part of, you know, your entry fee comes with a 4 by 6 vending. We have 4 by 6 vending open to people that are non-competitors as well. But we definitely, uh, uh, everybody that is entering, they do have a spot to be able to showcase what they do and you
0: mentioned whenever they enter they go they get a reel they get some a description can you run
1: through that again yeah definitely every post uh, they, it comes with uh, uh one reel one story one post um comes with all the uh, market analysis feedback that we uh take to in our first part of the judging process so we will let you know whether you have qualified for the finals um or whether we will just give you some feedback on some reasons you know why it didn't score as high and um, hopefully, sometimes hopefully that you know knowledge and feedback will help you know bring it you know better for the next time around.
0: And then, where can the testers view these these reels and these posts? They go to the website and see these.
1: Yeah, so um, on our Instagram, and that's at you know Connoisseur Cup dot official, and um, also on our website at uh, theconnoisseurcup.com. dot Cool. And so the event you're having some big names come in for the
0: band or
1: uh yeah we're, we're really looking forward to it our good friend uh, Jonah Tacoma with uh, Dab Stars is coming in to help us with this one and uh we have Yuck Mouth from the Loonies I was you know famous I got 5 on it and uh looking like Troy Good's going to be coming up and possibly some Coffee Brothers and uh it's going to be a it's going to be a really great New Year's Eve so
0: this is a limited capacity so if you want to join or if you want to get into the festivities you need to get to the website and get your tickets early what is
1: it only three more weeks yeah i mean we have a lot of room but i have a feeling with all the people that are going to be involved that it's going to fill up pretty quick so i would go uh, get my ticket as soon as possible we have a uh, vip tables for four and we have some general admission tickets and uh um we, we got kind of something for everybody
0: yeah, it's going to be lit, I can imagine. I'm I'm definitely going to be there. Hopefully I can set up and mm, interview some people down there. Definitely. And keep people, maybe do something live. Like uh, that. We'll try to set something up for that and see how, how it flows. So the event's coming up here on New Year's Eve. It is a Budtender's Ball. If anybody wanted to get in on the sponsoring, advertising, or do anything with this event, get involved, you can go to the website, reach out to the number here that's listed on the website if you want to attend as just a consumer or you're in denver and you want to party down on new year's go to the website it's uh 42 dollars per person you said yes sir and um are there any other events or plans or what else is out there in the future for dave's house and the cannabis kind of sewers coalition
1: most definitely. Well, we'll have our big main event of the Connoisseur Cup at the end of each month at this uh, new uh, uh, venue, uh, the Vibe Denver. And we'll also be booking up all other cannabis events as well, too. So we're looking into doing a first Thursday um, industry night. And we definitely were open to book uh, other cannabis parties and other v- events for, you know, other people in the industry as well. Just let us know and we can. Uh, Maybe you a can a wedding absolutely somebody wanted to come to colorado and we have, have a wedding absolutely cannabis we, all around. we have a roller rink uh party interested and it looks like we're gonna have a really giant weed yoga sesh you know go through there and so there's lots of different options and feedback and this really just is that space that has enough space that where we can we can do something for everybody so just let us know we'll get you we'll get you plugged in there we'll get you a good spot and you know we want to share this with everybody
0: well thanks for uh coming on the show today and spreading all this information it's uh definitely a pleasure getting to know you guys and i'm going to be showing up and i i'm going to get my entry in there i can't tell anybody what strain mm. it is yet but i'll definitely put one in there and see where it goes nah. but uh thank you very much today dave and uh anything else you want to let the listeners know out there
1: yeah. or say to them today man yeah, just very appreciative for everything and all the help and support to get to this level and uh, definitely if you haven't been with us yet we would like to share what we have so come on and you know join our uh, join our family and coalition
0: well thanks for inviting me into the family and the coalition and thanks for all tuning in today and we'll be back with a new episode here shortly thanks hey thanks a
1: bunch <laughs> We call him Dr. Herb. For the healing meditation and good vibration. For food, fuel, fiber, and a little bit of fun. See, the joint ain't necessarily the point, but I want one.